What's up, everybody? This is episode 10 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your beloved host, Ryan. And Nate. And we are back with episode 10. This week has been kind of hectic. Um, it always feels like we take fucking forever to upload yeah. these episodes. <laughs> but what kind of people would we be if we uploaded an episode like every day? That's true. Like, we, well, have, we have lives. We have day jobs. Uh, where some of us do. <laughs> some of us do. Yeah, at least one of us does. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> this is my job, guys. This is my passion. This is what I treat it as. Um, we want to thank everybody so far for listening to the past episodes. We're seeing like likes go up pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, not that crazy, no, but like uh, at least every, every like, 24 hours, maybe like 25 or 30. Yeah. And people are at least like reaching out to us and telling us that they like what we're doing. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah. Like it all, it only takes one person to keep us going for another four or five months. So, yeah. um, episode 10, dude, episode 10, That's crazy. Yes. 10, yes. we- 10 weeks of this? That's 10, 10 weeks. Yeah. I feel like we've been doing it for a, a bit more because there was a lot of mess-ups in the beginning. Um, it's weird talking to people that you think are in front of you but really aren't. And it kind of in- it's kind of intimidating sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so we could call this maybe... Week episode four, 20 week, week 14 right now there's like fourteen, eight or so episodes in the vault of just us bantering yeah. and us trying to get this stuff down because it is you know it is kind of difficult to to to, to really form uh like an opinion and like actually talk it out it's and not let alone get all this stuff set up to yeah point where it actually sounds you guys got to remember that we don't have anybody else that you know really helps us we film it ourselves we record it ourselves we adjust the audio we upload it we do all the self-promotion by ourselves so um you got to bear with us because we don't got no payroll for anybody right now we're not wish we did we wish we did um but yeah so episode 10 is going to be a lot about uh something that i've been noticing lately and you know with with winter right around the corner you're going to see this a lot and it's you know, these brands and their fall winter collections. And it's really just lookbooks in general that we want to focus yeah. on today. Well, we're going to be focusing on just advertising in general. Yeah. So we'll be kind of touching on celebrity influencers and how they kind of play a role in what's going on today and just how brands in general put themselves out there yeah. and reach out to consumers. This yeah. idea sort of like struck me when I was like looking at a lot of the, um, a lot of brands posting information about ComplexCon. And yeah. I was like, oh, shit, ComplexCon is coming up. I don't know if I'm going to go yet. I do have tickets, so they might get sold, to be honest. <laughs> and I was, like, super excited about going and, like, self-promoting and all that stuff. But the thing about ComplexCon that I've noticed is that it's a place that brands come, some very well-known, some probably unknown to most, they come to promote themselves. They're around some of the industry leaders in streetwear, and it's really their job to put themselves on a platform that really makes them, or highlights who they are as a brand. Yeah. They have like a little, what, like five by five foot space to like work with. And yeah, I mean, it's just like any other convention or expo or anything yeah. like that. It's just based around like streetwear and everything that's interrelated with that. Yeah. So. It's it's like a convention, like you would see for like tech people yeah. or whatever. You know? But you know what I know the crazy thing that that's always kind of weird about conventions is it sometimes it's not really much about the quality or like the production of the product. It's about who can stunt the hardest or who can put on the biggest sort of entertainment factor, you know, that drives people in, you know? Yeah. So like the year before, was it Bape or was it... Um, I think it was ComplexCon, but Bape brought in a full-wrapped Lamborghini, right? I'm not sure, it was actually. a full-wrapped Lambo with Complex their, Con? like, yeah, I think it was, because it was mm. purple. And I think ComplexCon's colorway is, like, a purple or something like that. Um, but they wrapped an entire Lamborghini in, like, a, their original Bape camo and brought that to ComplexCon. And it was just circulated all over the internet and yeah. a bunch of pictures. And, you know, Bape, like, Bape stood out. Right, like yeah. they're not doing anything drastically different with their clothing. They're putting out the same stuff over and over again, same design, same weak ass collaborations. <laughs> Shout <laughs> but, out to Bape. But 
it's what drives people into their booth. It probably resulted in, you know, more and more buyers actually buying their yeah, stuff. Yeah. So basically what it is, what like a convention like that is, is just popularity. Getting, yeah. Getting more people to follow what you're doing. Yeah. Trying to build a following or trying to increase the following that you already have. Yeah. So that's basically what it is. And that's 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 one of the the main points we're going to try to make throughout this uh, this episode is what are the 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 big and we're going to touch on on each side of the spectrum and what are the ways that a a brand nowadays sort of markets itself or advertises itself. Um, There's a lot of different ways, but if you really, really think about it, brands only focus on maybe like three different things. So what are those three different let's things? say like trade shows. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those. There's agenda, there's complex con. I'm sure there's a bunch of other, you know, streetwear, like skate trade shows that a lot of them can attend. There's social media. That's another place that you can sort of displace all of your your clothing in any way you want. And then also just um, utilizing blogs. I think that's another way that people sort of get their lookbook preview out there what but wouldn't think? that fall just under social media or do you think that's a separate category i think blogs are a little bit different because blogs revolve i mean blogs can have their own social media where they can post but yeah. i think it's a little bit different than say the owner of a streetwear brand maybe a smaller tier streetwear mm. brand they decide to upload their lookbook on instagram right yeah swipe left swipe left swipe left you see all the articles coming out it features the date and the link to bio, when to buy it, whatever. But when you get featured on a blog, you're not you don't get just your followers to see it. You get an entire audience of however many whatever readerships these blogs have nowadays. And it's there's an editorial behind it. There's a story. There's an interview. Maybe gotcha. I think it's a little bit different. Cause and it does kind of blur because some blogs do have uh, social, social media. Like Hypebeast yeah. always does that too. You know. So what about what do you think about like traditional like advertising like actual physical advertisements like a billboard or whatever like do you mm. think that still resonates with like young people especially and that's another thing is that a lot of these ads are targeted uh, are targeting like younger consumers because they know those are the types of people that are gonna be more willing to spend money in order to have yeah like the items that they're trying to sell yeah and it and it really depends on you know what that like where does that brand stand in terms of the rankings i guess mm-hmm. if you in rankings nowadays can mean a lot of things rankings can mean um sort of their longevity in the streetwear game as well as popularity because you could pop off instantly ass club anti-social social club for those who don't know and one of the brands that we tend to ridicule a lot on this yeah. show um is a brand that it was relatively recent but it's garnered a pop popular like not popularity but fucking like a cult like cult like following yeah. in a very short amount of time so they're yeah. considered a little bit higher than some of these like smaller streetwear brands that have been around for a long time maybe you're more niche like um have a good time you know Ooh, have a good yeah. time like that korean brand they're relatively popular but they're not on the scale like an ass club so why do you think that is why do you think like an anti-social can become more popular than let's say another brand like have a good time or i, th- I think other brand? It, it you you brought up a good point because they're very similar. They use yeah. the same logo, same writing, whatever on all their stuff. But it's re- it, it's really what's in trend right now. Who's wearing what is what's going to push that graphic, push that you know company, your brand forward. Yeah. And that kind of dives into the conversation that we're going to have right now is using spokespersons or models, ambassadors. ambassadors or, yeah. Influencers is the, mm-hmm. is the key term to use right now, nowadays with, with, with Instagram and, and such. So let's use anti-social social club. And I'm, I just hate saying ass club. <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so lame. But let's use something like anti-social social club as a, as a good example and really look into how they've sort of garnered their following is probably through Kanye. Would you think? You think so? I, kn- I know that he was spotted like wearing it during like, yeah. its initial, the, during its like early phase, but I don't know if its popularity is like attributed directly to him, but I honestly wouldn't doubt it if it was. I feel like the only time I'd ever seen anybody wear it was him wearing 
like once him and Kim started wearing it a little bit more, then I started to notice it. I was like, holy shit, like what brand is that? And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, it's just like every person from Hong Kong and Beijing is wearing it with their Yeezys. And yeah. next thing you know, it's like this full-fledged brand. Um, but it's really looking into can somebody like a Kanye bring that brand from the graveyards of streetwear brands like and bring it out and make it turn into what is now probably it's probably a million dollar company no definitely for sure you know? you, have you seen like his house or like yeah, the cars dude, that he's the driving fucking car he drives what is yeah. that a it's a fucking lambo right or i'm pretty sure Ferrari. does he have a mclaren i, don't, I think it's a mclaren Jesus yeah Christ, that was the yeah. first thing i was gonna say but yeah. i didn't know if it was right um but yeah like even then like using somebody or not even they didn't use them as like a, a direct person you yeah. know what i mean they just said here's our clothing he probably was like oh this is kind of weird i like the message i'm gonna wear it yeah. that's like a it's almost indirect marketing. indirect marketing yeah so in some people in in like actual the marketing industry is going to use that as like a you know unpaid advertisement basically mm-hmm. so the clothing is just out there if somebody likes it they like it if not then you know what fuck it but to have somebody as big as him decide to be like, I'm just gonna wear it. I he I don't even think he thought in his head, you know, this brand's gonna blow up after I wear it. I hope yeah. they're ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but let's sort of talk about some somebody like um, who's kind of like a, a whore. <laughs> not 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 in, not literally, <laughs> oh. but who's like let's tread lightly here. Who's whoring themselves out in terms of. And it could be high fashion because we see it all the time. Yeah. But high fashion and streetwear. Who who is it that you just you just see way too much? Um, Kylie, Kylie Jenner for sure. Yeah. But you you do you think that she's they're they're like reaching out to her to be like, hey, I need you to wear this stuff, or do you think it's more so like a con like a the Kanye effect of they they just happen to hop on whatever? Oh, I'm I'm sure both. I'm sure she's getting paid. A ridiculous amount of money to showcase whatever items you know she's getting paid to wear or whatever getting paid to use so you don't think okay remember okay I don't know if how, how close that's how you, they make that's how they make their entire living pretty much or that's how they make a lot of their living is through promoting other brands no that that's that's very much true like, advertising I think we talked about this or maybe I think we did we talked about like how much you could make off of a fucking Instagram. Yeah, post. you could get eas- like easily for them, I would say anywhere from like six figures upwards to upwards of like a million dollars for a post. Dude, that is that is posts. real. I yeah. looked it up. Kylie Jenner for a basic post for like a <laughs> like a vitamin company, like yeah. for like a hair vitamin company, million dollars off the bat. Like, it's that easy. Yeah. And I did the math in my head. Now, think about it like this. You have upwards of over, I don't know, how many how many followers does she have? Probably in the millions, I would imagine. Okay, say she has 15 million followers, right? Yeah. And that's probably lowballing, considering her being, like, the, the most popular person on Instagram. Consider you have 15 million followers. You put up an ad, right? And say... Two percent of your followers actually buy that product. Yeah. Two percent of, let's say, ten million is what, like. Fucking fifty thousand, <laughs> right? Like damn near something 50, like that. Damn near fifty thousand. Yeah. Let's say that product costs twenty bucks. Fifty thousand times twenty is. I'm assuming that's a million. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a, assuming, it's a lot of money. I'm assuming that's a million. Way. That's yeah, their yeah. money back instantly. Yeah. Off of one post, like. Yeah. That's that is considered to be like lucrative like if you were to have a scale kylie's actually losing in that sense because she's she could be getting paid more that's crazy that's right true, but i don't think she cares a million dollars yeah is obviously no that's like a, about a that. day out on like shopping spree yeah, for her yeah but um yeah kylie jenner is a great example you got you have anybody else that's kind of like like um, oversaturating the market <laughs> in terms of you see their face on every single campaign every single billboard um Bella Hadid, like we talked about earlier. I see her yeah. like a lot. I thought she was really cool at one point. And then did you watch the uh sneaker the shopping. complex sneaker shopping? Yeah. And then you figured out what she actually sounded like in real life. Oh god, like, it was so bad. Uh, it was so cool. bad. Yeah. It was like it was it was horribly whack. It was like, oh god. Yeah. It was hard to watch it was honestly hard to watch. I kinda cringed. Yeah. 
Yeah, like like homeboy is gonna like. Nah, I'm not even gonna finish <laughs> that. I'm not even gonna finish that. Um, but yeah, like that's definitely a really good example of companies sort of reaching out to the 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 poster childs of high fashion streetwear and like utilizing utilizing them to the sense where it's just like dude, I don't care. It's almost like saying like I don't care about my collection. I just I'm just gonna use her to sell it. Or like I'm gonna gain viewers or eyes because I have Bella Hadid modeling for our stuff. Yeah, and I mean all of this is going back to what we always talk about in terms of just the age of the internet in general and how things have changed, especially in terms of marketing. I mean you I mean you worked in marketing and like PR yeah. and all that stuff. Like it's all done digitally now. All of it. Like you don't no one's barely anybody is putting up like physical billboards or signs or anything like that. Yeah. It's all done to capture someone's attention within an instant. Yeah. So and the only time you do see something like billboards is somebody that's art that just doesn't give a, a fuck at all, like a like a undefeated or a union. Yeah. They'll just throw up some super obscure yeah, billboard. Yeah, that you in won't even know what it is. That yeah. you have no idea, but they just do it because But the people who know will know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's no sort of like traditional form of, of advertising when it comes to to streetwear and high fashion anymore because the people that are buying their clothes aren't aren't looking up anymore they're looking down at their phones yeah so everything has to be on there so when we look at like and the main thing that we're sort of getting at is when we're looking at these lookbooks right the, the main question is do people even care anymore about their lookbooks like, do brands even care? Do brands give a shit about their lookbooks anymore? Do you I, think there's effort being put into these lookbooks? I think so. I mean, obviously, there are some brands that do it a lot better than others. So, but, I mean, I think a lookbook is still really important in terms of, like, showcasing what your products are, how they're going to look, yeah. in use, things like that. So I think that's really important. And I think, you know, brands... Like, eventually, the lookbook's going to end up on the internet, so I don't see why they wouldn't use that as a tool to sort of market their products. Of course, yeah. yeah. Lookbooks are, are essential to, even to when you're coming up as a as a brand nowadays, yeah. you have to have one of two things. You have to have a lookbook. Mm -hmm. You have to showcase your, your, your sort of character as well as creativity. Yeah, and that's another thing is that a lookbook gives the viewer some sort of idea of your brand identity, there who you, go. you are. I was just about to say that word. Yeah. and what you're about and yeah. what they can kind of expect from you in terms of what kind of products they're going to be putting out. So I think a exactly. lookbook is still important in that sense. Yeah, and and you can't really – you can only do the whole identity sort of breakdown so much in terms of adding, like, an about me in your website. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you can only do that so much. You can only have – so many like creator interviews of, of about the person it's like I still don't know anything about your brand I don't know mm -hmm. like what you guys are trying to portray you can you say it you say it over and over you're this you know avant-garde streetwear brand but like you're taking pictures in the forest or like you know what yeah, I mean like yeah. it, it really depends and it really shows like your creativity or maybe you you can even show it to the to, to the effect of I don't give a fuck and I'll just do whatever yeah. Then it's like, okay, that that's how we know like who you are. Then yeah. it's cool. I'll literally just take a photo in a white background yeah. with a flash and call it a day. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's let's touch on that then. What are some of the most overdone lookbook concepts that you've seen? Like you just like you it's way overdone, you see it way too much, and it's just it's just kind of bland. Um, like I said, the white background with the flash. Um Terry Richardson's Terry style. Richardson's style. <laughs> Hey, did you hear about what happened? We're today? definitely not promoting Terry <laughs> Richardson on I mean, our podcast. I mean, everybody's known about that for a while. I don't know why it's such big news now. You know? Yeah, like, that's been going on. That but anyways, <laughs> that's a that's a whole another episode. But um, anyways, um, what were we talking about? We weren't we're talking, talking about, about <laughs> Terry Richardson. That's for sure. We we're talking about overdone, lookbook. overdone concept um, lookbook concepts. I don't know. Just the whole kind of like cliche, like urban like style lookbook like sing on firescapes or like, yeah. shit like that you know basically and and i mean i'm i'm throwing shots but basically every lookbook that nike is doing right now with like like all of their like sportswear things i didn't say that for the record i didn't say that i think they're kind of they're kind of dry like there's a couple of them that are like really creative like obviously bella hadid 
like dresses like the Farrah Fawcett look with the Cortezes. Like cool, like throw an homage in there, throw some like some like old school ads in there. Sick, that's dope. But like in terms of being the most futuristic or like technology f- or just driving the culture forward brand. Uh, really, I was gonna say a brand like like Supreme. Oh, even like their lookbooks are pretty they're pretty trash shit but the thing is and and that's that'll be our our point a little later on i'm talking about them but anyways hey i'm sorry they're like the the pinnacle streetwear right now but that's the point we'll get into a little bit later in this is like the product aspect yeah because obviously if you have great product who cares about about what your lookbook looks like you know um but yeah so basically kind of looking at a couple of the brands that are that are doing it now and just in terms of concepts is like like you said that sort of urban in the alley on yeah. the fire escape yeah. like that's played out like one of the ones that that really stood out to me as of lately is um and another name that's actually kind of kind of shifting the whole like like girl in streetwear thing is um and I'm, I'm hoping i pronounce this right but a Lely may Right? Yeah, I'm pretty is sure that, that's how you pronounce that's it. That's right? Yeah. Yeah, so she just released a Air Jordan 1 with, like, these super crazy materials, which are so sick. Satin, right? Basically, Shadow 1s, Air Jordan 1 shadows with a corduroy, uh, like, upper. Corduroy, satin, Ch- like... I think it's called chenille. Chenille is the swoosh. Chenille yeah. swoosh. Yeah. And then satin, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. And the lookbook that goes with it, it, it incorporates... And it was so cool. It incorporated a younger version of herself in, I'm assuming it's Los Angeles. Yeah. I think, is she from LA? I believe she's from I, LA. I think so. Yeah. But in Los Angeles, um, if not, correct us, with like these, like the like the, the corduroy slippers. Yeah. That, like the, that's very popular in like Hispanic. Yeah. Because that was her reference point for the shoes in general. Yeah. That like she... that's sick. Like yeah. it, there was no like. There's no need for any extra frills. Yeah, it was no really, nothing. it was a really simply done yeah. lookbook. It was literally, I, it was in like it was someone's three backyard. pictures. It was three the, fucking pictures. There's like a plastic chair, her, <laughs> and then like a little girl. Yeah, and then, and then some the cholo shoes, dude, and that's it. And yeah. that was it. And that's all it really takes nowadays. It's it's a, and that's the things that I like in terms of lookbooks is I want to see some sort of character. I need to see. I don't need to see like. A bunch of outrageous stunts or whatever i need to see character or the creativity has to be you know out of this world i don't know what do you think yeah i mean i'm for me i'm a fan of simpler lookbooks i definitely think less is more i yeah. think when you try too hard it definitely shows through like we always talk about but um <laughs> i don't know i think the reason why it's so successful in terms of that little ad campaign if you want to call it that with her yeah. little lookbook is because the product that she's trying to sell is it's good it's, yeah well what for one it's good like it's visual pleasing but it's also it has substance to it like it's rooted in her memories as a child like wearing those slippers yeah so it has some sort of meaning there yeah so i think that just makes it a little bit stronger in that sense you know it's, always it's a, yeah it's a little bit harder it's a it's less convincing if an ad with let's say like Kylie Jenner is yeah. in it, and I just don't see the connection between her and the product that she's trying to sell. Because there's no so, substance. Yeah, there's no connection there, so I don't see it. Doesn't make sense for her to be in that ad. Therefore, yeah, like the ad itself doesn't really doesn't re- really resonate with me. That's if that true. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because we can, in a way, we can point out the frauds, you know, in, in the sense of. If, if, if there was a picture of Kylie Jenner, you know, modeling the same shoes, she created the Air Jordan 1s, and she's in, you know, East East L.A., you know, with pit bulls and, like, fucking cholos, you'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, like it wouldn't make sense. It would not make like sense. Like, you would, you would automatically think that that's ridiculous. Yeah. At least to most people. Yeah. Yeah. And to have that that bit of story behind it and for people to be like, you know, like that's actually her. Like that's that's exactly where she got her yeah inspiration from, and that's the essence of streetwear right there. That's yeah. the essence of of being true to yourself and making products and and clothing that incorporate a bit of 
yourself basically and yeah. that's what drives people towards it because people don't like things that are fraudulent <laughs> you know yeah for sure and, it, and it, it, we could pick it out it's it's easy like mm -hmm. it's it's easy nowadays um so let me ask you this why do you think a lot of people tend to gravitate more towards let's say like a person like a Layli may or um who else who's another like like a Vashti? Yeah, like her or whoever, like Christina Pack or whatever. Why do you think people tend to gravitate t uh, more towards them as quote-unquote influencers as opposed to like a Kylie Jenner who's like scantily clad in like a magazine yeah. spread or whatever, you know? Like, do you think it's less about like sex appeal in terms of like women in advertising now and it's more about like their attitude and like their character or like what do you think it is i think like it just goes back to basically like the ideals of playboy magazine of sex is always gonna sell like even no matter what sort of shift in changes of women empowerment and all this stuff sex is always gonna sell right no shade on any women listening to this but shit, shit that that sex is always gonna sell so if you were to size it up right and you had the same damn advertisement with a kylie jenner as you did with a vashti obviously one's gonna get way more likes yeah right but it's not always that those likes translate into actual purchases so we can say like oh yeah like that's a great look whatever like that looks like so good like i'm gonna mm -hmm. save that image but you don't n normally see those people actually buy that product if it's unassociated with that person yeah so th i guess what i'm trying to get at is which one do you think is going to be more successful in the long term in terms of like you know capturing that person's attention and converting them into a person that is really going to follow what you're doing you know what i'm saying i think the culture is always going to support the culture so yeah. when you see somebody that's original, that's been in the game like a Vashti, like a Christina Pack, they've been around, you know, hundreds of different brands, consulted for all these different people and have been in, you know, f run their own brands themselves. So mm -hmm. it's something that anybody that's in streetwear can relate to. So in that sense, they're always going to support. And streetwear usually lives on by other streetwear people supporting it you know yeah well i don't think it's necessarily about how how much time you've put into the game i think it's just about whether or not that person can actually connect with you as an influencer as an artist or whatever whether whatever you're doing can resonate with them or not you know so if you had somebody let's give her just a just random name, Android, right? You had this girl named Android, right? And she just puts on a Supreme box logo and has a Supreme carpet and, you know, Supreme posters, right? Mm -hmm. And dresses like she's like a Christina Pack and wears off-white, right? She has this persona of being in streetwear, having a knowledge of streetwear, and, and she wants to start her own brand. And maybe she's just you know, overly pretty, right? Mm -hmm. You look at that, right? You think, you sort of create that mental image in your head of this of this girl, and you already think, and with no background in streetwear at all, you already have this sort of stigma of her just being like, ew. Yeah, I think that's true. I think you when know? I see a lot of people like that, not even just females in general, not even females, just people in general. Yeah. Whenever I see people like that. All people. It just kind of makes me question whether or not... What are you doing it for? Yeah, whether or not, exactly, whether or not they're doing it for a purpose. Or yeah, or just to be cool. Yeah. You know, like, the, these girls, the Vashti, the Christina Pack, the Alayli May, didn't do this to be cool. It's because it's something that they loved. Yeah, they were and, passionate about and it. And when you just keep chasing it, it turns into a Nike collaboration. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So this girl, Android, who just decides to pick up all these clothings because she thinks it's cool and she wants to have that image of being a part of streetwear we like we say we could pick out the frauds you know yeah. what i mean like we know like okay you're jumping into it nah it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and you can know as many people as you want but your consumers know who you really are in the sense of do you really fit into this game if mm -hmm. not 
I'm not going to choose you. So, I don't know. How does this all play into what we were talking about? Because it, it, like it, it, we're, looking at, we're looking at where right? this is going to go to the future. Yeah. So this idea of, of having a lookbook, using somebody like a Bella Hadid, use the Bella Hadid in, in the next Supreme ad, you're going to get you know some, some eyes, but it's not going to result in more people buying it. You're not yeah. going to get the high fashion group to be like, oh, my God, they use Bella Hadid. I'm going to go buy their clothing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Supreme. But now say you use Bella Hadid in – a smaller brand. What do you think is going to do? What do you think that's going to do to them? Use, to the smaller use, brand. Use Bella Hadid in a small brand like I don't know. They're considered small in the in the in the grand scope of things, but like a Carhartt, like a Carhartt work in progress. Bella Hadid models for them. Construction site. Sledgehammer. Oh yeah, they're definitely going to sell out for sure. You like, think so? Like that stuff's going to fly off shelves for sure. You think so? Yeah, I think the so. The same clothes that it's it's. Their collection's no different mm-hmm. from the past season. You yeah. think it's still gonna sell out? Just because she's modeling. I it? think whether we're conscious of it or not, we're being influenced all the time. Whether it's from celebrities setting trends and that eventually like trickling down to us, or just being influenced by or yeah, basically that's what it is. Like a lot of the times, what it is is that maybe a celebrity will do it first. And mm. it'll eventually make its way down to us. Yeah. And we just don't necessarily see that connection. So it's very subconscious. Yeah. Right yeah. You're not really thinking about it. You're just kind of doing it because you think it's cool, but you don't necessarily know why. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because trend, I mean, trends, like, as, as, it's crazy because we don't think trends are a thing until they're being sold at fast fashion house. Yeah. But we don't know that it's already being done or has already almost been been killed off by by a celebrity that's already been rocking it for yeah. like the past you know month or so yeah. trends don't last that long in general but that's what we're trying to trying to trying to get at is there's this photo of kanye that i saw the other day like early kanye and he was wearing like like rick owens like pants and like jeremy scott like adidas oh god with and the like big a, wings yeah like oh, and like yeah. some come to, and like a come de garçon shirt and i was like dude like he was actually pretty ahead of his time like yeah. in compared to like all the rest of us you know definitely so i think in that sense like an influencer can make a huge impact it's just we don't necessarily see it yeah you know? yeah definitely yeah. And I think I mean I'm I'm right there with you. If if Abella Hadid is modeling Carhartt work in progress, that shit's gonna get bought out. Yeah, I'm stop buying that shit. Because you already know the same people that attend the New York Fashion Week, those the girls that idolize the Bella Hadid, the the Hadiders, whatever they're called. I don't know. Is that Be- they're called? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Beyonce has the the Beehive. They probably have the Hadiders or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably gonna go out and buy that shit. And it's probably yeah. gonna be sold out. And that's just the world that we live in. But if we're looking at some like some great great lookbooks, and we're looking at just sort of how they're executed, some of the ones that sort of stand out to me are just like it's just like ha- like how their character is sort of incorporated into into the look of their pictures, how, mm, how they sure. how they model their things. So, what brand do you think exemplifies this sort of you know being able to put out like a good lookbook that shows? their character, what their brand is about? I think the ones that sort of stand out to me are always Stussy. Stussy, Stussy yeah, always does a really good job of, of, of sort of capturing, um, not necessarily by setting, mm-hmm. but it's, it's for me, it's like models yeah. that they choose. And just the, just the atmosphere in their photos give yeah. off a very like... Soft tone. Soft, like very like California type yeah. like surf skate vibe you know yeah. so I think they do a really good job in that sense yeah like even like I understand like winter collections require you know different settings and all mm-hmm. that stuff but like you get the same feel no matter where they're at no matter yeah. what the pictures are, are sort of explaining and that's that's a sense of having the brand's essence portrayed in the photos they take for their lookbook another one would be like a palace Palace does a really good job in their lookbooks because they're very, their clothing and they're sort of like, if you ever read like the captions for their photos or yeah. look at the captions for their stores, it's yeah. always very like flamboyant or like, like in your face, like we don't care. It's just mm. like, it's whatever. Yeah. So like their pictures are just like, they're 
wearing like full track suits with bucket hats and they just look super gully and it just looks crazy right yeah. like and then literally on the description on the website for the product it'll be like it's a hat yeah <laughs> like, yeah oh, oh thanks or like, i didn't back for your your man tings yeah. or something like that you know what i mean yeah. and and it's sh- it that totally speaks to exactly who they are yeah and and i really like that about them another one that is just it's creativity was just off the chart for its time i think i saw this in let me guess the year like 2013 2014 a brand small streetwear brand probably not a lot of people have heard of it but it, they were called Burma. It, it's super random. Yeah. But uh, a company called Burma, they released a lookbook that was directly tied in with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. What the hell? So all the characters in San Andreas were mm. wearing the designs of their clothing. Like in the game? In the game. That's sick. And the pictures were taken. Like there was one, like he'd just be standing like this. And yeah. And the, the graphic was there. Another one where he's in the car. Like. It was the dopest shit that's I've ever sick. seen. And that's yeah. like creati- that's really creativity yeah. to like the 10th degree because not only do you have to figure out how the fuck you're going to get the design on the, yeah. on your little players, but like just thinking of that is just, it's, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. And I applaud creativity in that sense. And I haven't seen anything like that in a long time, like in terms of creativity. Yeah. Have you? Like, no, no. not really. You, Nothing that really stuck out to me. Nothing that I could remember like six months from now yeah and if you if you type in lookbook on on hypebeast and you look at all of the like the lookbooks because they they feature one like literally every day. every fucking day yeah of like different different brands whatever fashion houses and they're all the fucking same yeah and it's it's so crazy like it doesn't it's it's almost like a sea of of like your product just getting lost. Like, it, it gets lost, right? Yeah. Like, if you stand out, like, even if you decided to take pictures in front of a black background instead of a white one, you'd probably get more views on Hypebeast than if you just had the same white picture over and over again. With the flash. With the flash, you know what I mean? A black background with the flash. And it's it just, it, it gets really ridiculous. And that's just one of those things that I'm just starting to notice a little bit more and more. Yeah. Um, just surfing Hypebeast all the time. It's just something that I come across a lot. And, like, some of these brands, just, it's just not cutting it anymore. It's so, just lo- making me lose interest. So do you think advertising in general just needs to be more creative and to capture, in order to capture, recapture, I should say, like a broader audience? Yeah. Because, I mean, for me, I don't even pay attention to ads anymore. Like I just well, I, ads I in, the, in the traditional sense of both. ads, like ads, oops, ads in the traditional sense or ads on Instagram, whatever. Like I just tend to tune them out because I know that they're ads, you know. So when you're talking about an ad on Instagram, it's like mm-hmm. one of those like sponsored ads that you just like scroll over. Like a sponsored ad, or maybe like, maybe like whoever is wearing this, you know, like it's yeah, 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 like um. Like a like we always talk about the flame fits. Yeah, like, like Travis that. Scott. Yeah, like, okay, okay, Travis Scott. Okay, for yeah. instance, like okay, he I could see a picture of him wearing something. And that the, doesn't yeah. necessarily translate to me wanting that. Those because like I can't right I can't head. relate to Travis Scott. Yeah, I'm never gonna be fucking stage <laughs> stage diving in the like. No, season. no, we're not rappers. Like, I'm not that guy. Yo, so. first podcast show. If we get over 500 people, I'm stage diving for sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. No one's gonna catch you. That happened to me one time, actually, but that's oh, for, yeah, you that's for another that. time. That was an ASAP Rocky concert that nice. is very deep inside to my, the back of my head right now. Uh, Mainly because you got a concussion. Probably, <laughs> actually. I fell straight to the floor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just in terms of, of, of a product now, let's talk about product. Yeah. Because you could sell your product and not even put out a lookbook. You know, there's some brands that just – they don't care about previews. They don't care about lookbook. They're just gonna put it out. That like, it it's that easy. Sometimes there's a lot of there's a lot of companies that do that. Now, let's say you have a company that has shit product, creates the best lookbook. Yeah, amazing photos taken by. I don't know any popular photographers nowadays, but let's just say the most popular photographer took the pictures yeah. and most popular models modeling the clothes. Is it still gonna sell? I think so. 
I don't think it's gonna... And that's the shitty part about yeah. it. Yeah. That's so <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Is that you could just get away with having shit product and not having to cut your teeth in the game and still be able to sell. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Antisocial Social Club. That's they don't do any. Example. They don't do any at all. Yeah. They just say, this is the lineup of clothing we're going to release. This is the and, date and the time. And it's gilded, by the way. <laughs> but you're still going to buy it. And you're still going to buy it, because obviously. it's cool. And I don't know why so many people... Cool. So many people in L.A. buy these hoodies when it's fucking hot as hell every know. day. I don't know. Who's rocking a hoodie in L.A.? Not me. Nobody. But speaking th- of which. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, though, because they don't do any They don't do any promotion. No. They do promotion maybe like running up to the day that they're going to launch their shit. But that's it. I mean, I think it's more like what we talked about earlier, that indirect marketing. Yeah. They don't necessarily do promotion themselves, but they... The right people have sort of attached them, not attached themselves to the brand, but have been seen wearing it. So therefore, you know, that's sort of marketing in and of itself. Yeah. And I mean, in in terms of just how that is now compared to how it was before, Mm -hmm. maybe what they did now of just like just put putting stuff out every like and just releasing it. That's like the old school way of doing things. Yeah. Because there was no social media back then for them to you know put up their lack of pictures you put it in a zine or yeah something a magazine like that. and yeah. by that time it sold out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and but i think that's the biggest difference that i've i've started to notice between streetwear and high fashion because high fashion they they both focus on you know the look right mm-hmm. but i think streetwear you get a lot more freedom because you're not you're not always required to put out a lookbook. For example, Antisocial Social Club. They yeah. don't have to put out a lookbook to do very well in sales. Ooh, yeah. But a Gucci, uh, Louis Vuitton, or maybe it's more prevalent now because of the, where they are in terms of of their popularity at this point. Because mm. I wasn't really paying attention to well, that. Well, I think it, it has a lot to do with streetwear not being kind of confined by the traditional like fashion system of, yeah like doing a seasonal collection putting it out at this time showing it at this place at this yeah. time you know things like that yeah so i think in a sense like streetwear there's a lot of wiggle room for brands to kind of maneuver around that and they can kind of get away with you know taking a few shortcuts skipping a few steps you know yeah and still be able to do really well so that's true. I don't know. I think that's. I th- yeah, they're they're almost one and the same now because you don't you don't. It's not like on on like the hype beast like sort of their web page. It's not like they like distinguish the two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like you, you're you, you see the difference between a high fashion lookbook and a streetwear lookbook. They're all mm-hmm. one and the same on that website. Yeah. So it's almost combining the two into really one sort of world. Yeah. That you you only have, that you have visibility of. You know. Yeah. That's just that we, it's crazy. Yeah, we just keep ta- we keep talking about this in every episode, but I mean, all of it's just so interrelated. Yeah. In terms of like how we consume, why we consume, and like what we're consuming. So. Yeah, and I and it just all goes back to sort of like what what do you like? You know, what do you like from your favorite brands? What is it about them that pushes you to like them even more? You know, like. I've always loved Supreme and the sort of way that they do things in the sense of we're going to leak these three images and say this is when it's supposed to come out. Yeah. Then you're just like, holy shit, preview, lookbook. I got to look at everything. I actually don't care who the fuck is modeling the lookbook. I just mm-hmm. want to see the product. So in that sense, product reigns supreme, well, supreme, reigns supreme <laughs> over supreme, whatever, and it works for them. But for other ones, I just want to see the lookbook. You ever see the um, uh, the golf, the Tyler the Creator golf lookbooks? Yeah. Like those are so well done. Yeah. The Converse ones, like all the different ones. Like I think the recent one with the sh- with um, the shoe coming, the foot coming through the wall. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that's really cool. And then when they did their pop up in Korea, in Seoul, Korea, or whatever, mm. like the giant Converse store had his foot coming out of the store, and the the, the shoe was out. I was like, that's so sick. Yeah. And that's so creatively done. And they, they always kill it like every every time they release clothing or they do whatever. It, it really comes down to 
like what do you like do you, do you like aesthetically pleasing visuals do you just like the product mm-hmm. like what attracts you to the brand that you seem to buy your clothing from if you're buying it because you know the cool person at school is wearing it then you're doing it all wrong obviously but if you're doing it because you're you like it lame. <laughs> anyways uh, but if you're doing it because you know you prefer you know your brand to look a certain way or you know advertise themselves in a certain way then shit then that's that's when you roll with it you know yeah. what i mean yeah well the, but the one thing that uh, i start w- was noticing a lot of uh, as i was sort of doing doing the research and looking looking back through some old lookbooks is and tell me what you think about this is the freedom of streetwear lookbooks and and, and yeah and their freedom of to do whatever they want mm-hmm. and then you have like a high fashion which is very cut and dry yeah so like and i was noticing this in a streetwear lookbook you have girls right girls of all shapes and sizes of all races and ethnicities um piercings tattoos whatever doing whatever the fuck they want topless whatever yeah. then you have a high fashion lookbook the same skinny model probably some high-end model probably of the same ethnicity maybe doing the same poses doing the same shit yeah what That's, do i think about that what do you think about the sort of and it makes sense for streetwear to have that flexibility but mm-hmm. what do you think about the sort of the dichotomy of the two it do you in it like what do you think about that i mean obviously streetwear and fashion at some point were two black and white things yeah and i think obviously like high fashion in terms of like like Gucci, Margiela, whatever, like Dior, they have some sort of like they're they're known for being this, being higher fashion. Yeah. Um, whereas a streetwear brand has more freedom um, to do whatever they want, like you said. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point of streetwear is that streetwear was kind of a middle finger in a sense to mm. higher fashion. You know, yeah. like streetwear yeah, was never meant to be fashionable. It was never meant to be. Ooh, cool. that's a good point. Actually. It was just meant to be, you know, what it is. That's no, which no, is, it's hard to like. That's so true. Put it into a box, but it it wasn't. It was never meant to be fashion. No, that know? that's so true because I always thought of 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 streetwear as just like for your friends. Like that's how I always thought of it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I always starting this because I want to make this shirt. For me and my friends to wear. Yeah, or this is just how my friends and I style this or wear this, you know? And we want everybody to look like this or something like that. And and, and, and it's just really cool because you look at the beginning of streetwear and how some of these brands came up. And it's like, I like this logo. I like what it stands for. I hope everybody else likes what it stands for. I'm going to put it out there. Maybe people like it. Maybe people don't. And I think with high fashion, it's, it's a lot of trying to please other people. Yeah. I think with streetwear, it was just, in the beginning at least, it was, like I said, just a sort of a middle finger to high fashion and sort of everything that high fashion uh, kind of stands for. Yeah, definitely. Um, So anything associated with it, just sort of this anti-authority attitude. Yeah. So I think what streetwear was, was just an attempt to create some sort of you know, culture of your own. Yeah, because you know? because there was a culture which was the high fashion culture that yeah, you just that didn't you want to be a part of, yeah, or you couldn't you afford couldn't to fit, be a yeah, part you of. Yeah, you couldn't. You could never fit in with that. So people just decided to make their make their own sort of. I think thing. that's the best part about yeah. about streetwear. No, for sure. And Easily. I think it's it's not only affordable. Yeah. But it's it it definitely speaks to who you are as a person. Yeah, it's a place. Th- I think the reason why. I, streetwear resonates with me so wholly is because it's sort of a subculture where you can be yourself yeah of course and anything and everything goes yeah you can't really box in streetwear because streetwear can be literally anything and everything Anything. yeah you can't go wrong in streetwear yeah there's no you can well you can you can't like there's things that are you know looked down upon obviously but you can't really go wrong because if you're selling, uh, if somebody likes it, somebody's buying, I mean, you're not really losing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
think we talked like I feel like I'm kind of out of breath. Like, <laughs> like it's we, hot in here. Yeah. There's no ventilation in our little studio. Mind you, it's about what time is it? Almost it's one like a.m. in the morning. Right now. We've got a late yeah. late start on this, but it's okay. We we're very dedicated to uh, putting these episodes out, and I promised. I forgot your goddamn name. It's like DJ Fresh Play or whatever something like it that. is. That's a that, fresh ass name. Guy. I promise you that we'd have an episode out tomorrow. So this is it. We hope you like it, and we hope everybody else likes it. Um, that was t- this ten episodes. Episode ten, with an asterisk. It's like Barry Bonds and his like home run number. Yeah, it's like we, we don't actually know how many did we with had or without more. Steroids. We had more. Yeah. We probably had like fourteen, fifteen complete total in the vault. Maybe, and I've lost we'll, a couple of myself. Oh, I was gonna say maybe we'll release those one day, but I guess not. Probably not. We'll talk about them at some point. But we'll just. Record some and say they were the lost episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're going to realize that all the stuff we talk about is a bit outdated. And yeah. be like, what the fuck? These guys talking about stuff that was like two years ago. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. We're going to get bored. But <laughs> anyways, I think that's a wrap for episode 10. Episode um, 10 in the books. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you. Make um, sure you Follow like. us on social media. Yes. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Check the links below. We're all up. You know, we have every single profile that we've ever owned or ever Twitter, featured our face Facebook, on. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything, everything. SoundCloud, and tell your Apple friends, Podcasts. Man. Tell your friends. Street, look up. Tell them to look up Streetwear on Apple Podcasts and just find us. Yeah. It's all about exploring, discovering us. That's the most important part. That's the part tell we're the mom. most psyched about. Tell your yeah. dog. You tell your dog. Tell your mailman. Tell your mailman. The person delivering all your shit from Grailed. Yeah. Let them know. Tell. I don't know. Tell just tell somebody. Tell somebody. Tell one person that's important in your life because then they'll become important in our life. So uh, maybe. Maybe. Depends selective. on how depends on <laughs> depends on how much they pay us in the future. All right. But anyways, thank <laughs> you. Episode ten. That's Thanks, guys. Peace. Later. We're out. Bye.